All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a Friday, June 2nd edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We made it one day away from puck drop in the 2023 Stanley Cup Final. Daily Faceoff Live is presented by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. He's former NHL netminder, current Daily Faceoff analyst, Mike McKenna. Mike, how are you doing? I'm good. Frank, I get to get on a plane tomorrow. It's been like months since I've traveled. I can't wait. I'm going to go up to Minnesota and coach in the Warrior Tournament up there. So oh, looking nice. forward to that, I'm sure. Yeah, man. And so I haven't been able to do that in a while. It's just nice thought to get rolling. Were, but, I thought you were going to tell me you are going back to your old stomping grounds in Vegas for game one. Uh, that's going to be game five. Letting the cat out of the bag here. But I think I'm going to be there if there is a game five. Can't Alert wait. Alert the masses. Uh, let's dive in and talk about that Stanley <laughs> Cup final. We haven't. Really had a proper preview saving it for today because there's been such a long wait, especially for the Florida Panthers as they're playing in just their second Stanley Cup final since 1996. Both the Golden Knights and the Panthers vying for their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. Mike, and and when you take a look at this Cup final, there's so many different storylines to dive into. When you look at it, who do you give the edge to in terms of just on paper? the stars of this series, the goaltenders, size it all up for us. Well, I think when you look at the absolute top end of the Florida Panthers, you're looking right at Barkov and Kachuk and looking at how they match up against Stone and Eichel, the Vegas Golden Knights. But there's a lot more to it than that because Stone and Eichel, they've been good over the course of the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
Eichel's probably a clubhouse leader for the Conn Smythe, but he only had four assists in the last series against the Stars. He didn't score once. So if that keeps up, and if Stone only has three points in the series against the Panthers, and Kachuk and Barkov just keep crushing, I think it might be advantage Florida. But the key factor here when you think about the Vegas Golden Knights is that they've got somebody in Will Carlson who's playing third-line center, but he's also been the best shutdown player 5-on-5 for me in the playoffs. So how do Barkov and Will Carlson match up? Frank, that's a big question because Barkov's been a 5-on-5 monster, man. Four of his five points, 5-on-5, whereas Matthew Kachuk, he's just been Mr. Clutch, Mr. Power Play, Mr. Game-Winning Goal, Mr. Overtime. We'll get into goalies in a little bit. But I do think that if you look at Vegas collectively as a whole, they're deeper. But the star power of the Florida Panthers is the X factor that might carry them. Okay, I could get on board with that. And, you know, Kachuk and the Panthers' stars have been so good that we've really kind of lost sight of the fact that Brandon Montour, a guy who started the playoffs on an absolute tear with six goals in the first eight games that he played in the postseason, has gone the last eight games without a point for the Panthers. So my only question, Mike, is when push comes to shove, if the Golden Knights do a really good job and William Carlson, like you said, is able to shut down some of their big guns, how will they get goals? Where will they come from? Will someone like Montour be able to chip in again? That's a big question. Will the rest of that decor be able to keep up for the Florida Panthers? I know that the Carolina Hurricanes were looking with Radko Gudis and Mahura on the ice and licking their chops. That's where the turnovers happened. That's where the Hurricanes were able to get some of their odd man rushes. Yesterday we had John Goyens on the show, and he really highlighted about how um, the Panthers have to be good defensively, even in the offensive zone. Vegas is still a rush team, Frank. And five on five, that's Vegas's bread and butter. I do think the Panthers have relied more on special teams. So if this ends up being a low event type of hockey, it goes towards the Vegas Golden Knights in my book. Yeah, you mentioned William Carlson, my guy to keep an eye on for the Vegas Golden Knights, Riley Smith. He just has two goals in this postseason. He's the one who's been feeding Carlson for many of his. He has nine assists. But think back to the 2018 Stanley Cup Final, one of six original Golden Misfits still there in Vegas. Smith scored in three of those five Stanley Cup Final games against the Washington Capitals, a clutch player. Frank, how about this? What team did Riley Smith and Jonathan Marchessault come from to the Vegas Golden Knights? Florida Panthers. You got it, brother. The gift that keeps on giving from Dale Talon. That's it. Well, Gerard Gallant wasn't, but uh, <laughs> aside from Turk, I mean, Marcia. So I think I, I have Marcia. So I'm picking him to be Vegas's uh, possible Conn Smythe winner. So he's okay. had a tremendous playoff as well. I like that. So let's talk about those goalies. This is maybe the most unlikely goalie matchup you could probably ever draw up at the start of the playoffs. No one would have predicted this. Neither guy started the playoffs as his team starter. Lauren Brassois, of course, Uh, was for the Vegas Golden Knights before turning to Aiden Hill due to injury. Alex Lyon started the first three games for the Florida Panthers over the $10 million man in Sergei Bobrovsky. And Mike, both of these guys have been absolutely unconscious the last few weeks. Here's my only question. Because it was a 10-day layoff for the Florida Panthers, Bobrovsky was in a rhythm. Is there a chance that he just turns back into a pumpkin again for the Cats? (laughs) <laughs> I don't think he is a pumpkin. I think he was more of a gourd. Uh, but here's the thing. like, I think the rest is going to be good because Bobrovsky is somebody that as soon as he gets 
weighed down with a heavy workload, you start to worry about injury. You start to worry about performance. I think it'll be good for him. Come on. Uh, I'm you, more, you really I, think you really think, Mike, that at this point with all that layoff, that at the the issues and holes that we saw in Bobrovsky's game are they're just gonna magically not reappear and he's gonna be bulletproof. That because he well, got he rest, keeps, he can revert right back to what he was. I, th- I don't think it's reverting. I think it's con- a continuation. And don't forget that Florida's been better defensively in front of him over the last series and a half. I mean, if you're going to look at this breakdown, both of these guys, Hill and Bobrovsky, are both plus, they're above 935 save percentage. But Bobrovsky has seen more work. You can see that even in their goals against with Bob being a 2 2 1. He's seeing more shots, but they're very different goaltenders to me. You know, five on five, if Vegas can attack in ways on the rush, I think Bob's a little bit susceptible there because he likes to play a little bit further outside of his crease. Rebounds can happen, low to high or side to side plays. You got to get the puck in the air on Bob versus when you look at Hill, this is just a big passive goaltender that stays deep in his crease. You know, so for Florida, their objective is going to have to be with Hill, move the puck laterally, get it on and off the blade quickly, and stay around for rebounds. They do that well with Kachuk and his crew um, and the rest of them. But, to, again, to go towards Vegas' uh, biggest strength, it's rush. Bob's been pretty good on the rush. you got to change the angle if you're going to score on him that way. In zone, they haven't given up as much. So I, I do think, though, that if you're looking at Bobrovsky, he can continue this. It just matters so much on how that team plays in front of them, Frank. If they can clog up the neutral zone and keep Vegas from attacking in waves, I like Bobrovsky's chances of continuing and keeping it going. I was going to say, who has the better chance to keep it going? I think I think Bob, just based on even on his experience. Like Aiden Hill has been very good, but everybody, you're still waiting for that moment where Hill breaks down. He's been. Uh, that's not what insulated. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the moment that Bobrovsky breaks down because we've seen years of it now. We got to put a, we got to put a big old bet on this one. I think. Okay. I mean, it could I'm go down. You tell me what the stakes are. I think. Well, stakes. How about a steak? I'd like a steak. Oh, okay. Let's steak do that. Good. Big old like steak. steak dinner. One look of these, me. maybe in Vegas. What do you look, think? I look at know. me. I, I like to eat. All right. So you say <laughs> that Bobrovsky has a better chance to keep it going. I'm gonna say Hill. We'll see who's left standing at the end of it. Game one, puck drop, 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night in Vegas. And today is media day, by the way, so stay tuned to social media and dailyfaceoff.com for some stories uh, coming from that Stanley Cup final media day as everyone is set to speak, including the GMs of both Florida and the Vegas Golden Knights. And we had some new general manager introductions on Thursday, getting those out of the way before the Stanley Cup final begins. Kyle Dubas speaks to the media in Pittsburgh. And Mike... I thought it was a fascinating press conference from just to learn Kyle Dubas's perspective. He had the sort of one money quote, which was, I'm betting on Sidney Crosby. A lot of people seem to be betting against Sidney Crosby and Mike Sullivan and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. I'm betting on them. I think it's a bold bet, Mike, when you think about the spot that the Penguins are in. They had those guys healthy with the absence of Letang. For the bulk of last season, 80-plus games for the first time in six years, they still didn't make the playoffs. And you could argue that the roster wasn't constructed as properly as it could have been around them. But even if you're thinking, okay, we have a chance to possibly go out and do this again next year or the year after, you're thinking maybe two, three years at the most, the pain that's going to come on the other end of that if that doesn't work out it's going to be fascinating to see him walk this tightrope. And it seems like he was really enamored by the idea 
that he thinks he can compete with those guys. Would you be making the same bet? Yeah, you know what he's really betting on here? I think he knows what he has in the veteran group. He's betting Kyle Dubas on his own ability to round out this roster, to find depth, to figure out a better defensive core, to get the goaltending right. That's it for me. Like his analytical approach to it and understanding now with real eyes what it takes to to find depth, to data mine, to get better players that are going to sit on the bottom six and complement your top players. I think that's really strong. And he believes in himself that way. Now, they still have to hire a GM. He said he's probably going to take over, I think, through July 1st or so. He was saying or act as the interim GM until that time frame. Um, but I really think Dubas believes he can build this the right way and also do it to be able to sustain. Now, it is going to be a big-time tightrope, man. Like, you can't avoid it when you've got big contracts tied up for two, three, four well, years. Well, because you, you also can't trade assets, future assets, to support this current team. You're not going to be right. trading your first-round pick to do it. So you've, you've got to be able to work with what you have. And the answer is outside of those top guys, it's really not much. Right. But he's also said, like, we got to do it through depth. We got to do it either through trades or through developing within. Like, Wilkes-Barre used to always be great in the American League. They suck this year. Like, their prospects pool is not good in Pittsburgh. They have to do a better job of drafting, but that's going to put you even further down the road and signing guys, right? So um, for me, what I found interesting about this, Frank, was kind of how he layered the importance. He mentioned goaltending first. Yeah, I was going to say, they need a goalie. Tristan Jari, pending free agent. What would you do? I Well, we said this the other day, like, I like Jari, but he's hurt all the time. So Can't trust I him. think you could. He I just got through could. this with Matt Murray in Pittsburgh, in uh, Toronto, the same right. guy that was in Pittsburgh. And that is part of what befell their season, I think. Yeah. You trade for Thatcher Demko. You make it easy. There's your answer. Thatcher Demko. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a name I was going to say. We'll get to him in, in a little bit in terms of our trade targets. But what about Pittsburgh native John Gibson? Yeah, I wouldn't trust him one bit in the net, but unless there's a complete technical overhaul. But anyway, he did. He went goalie, defense, forward. I found that interesting. The other thing I took away, he really wants this to be a collaborative effort. He wants everybody to work together, share all the information. So it's all the stuff that he did in Toronto. It was his first 10, 15 minutes on the job, but it was an impressive press conference. Fascinating to compare that, Mike, with what was going on on the other side of the border in Toronto as Brad Tree Living, just about an hour or two before that, was introduced as the next general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, replacing Kyle Dubas. And I think the money quote for me from Brad Tree Living was, this is not about the core four. This is about the Toronto Maple Leafs. And while I do expect at some point that, you know, he mentioned priority number one is, is getting Austin Matthews signed and engaging Austin Matthews in that conversation. He said he's going to be flying to Arizona to meet with him personally. Uh, all of that is important, but it was kind of music to my ears thinking as good as those players are and as critical as they are to the Toronto Maple Leaf success, it's not just about those guys. And part of the reason why I think the Leafs haven't won is they haven't properly built the other components of their team. We just spoke about goaltending and Matt Murray and what a mess that was. Ilya Samsonov had a great year, but look at their back end. I don't think anyone looks at that Toronto Maple Leafs defense score and says, this is one that is a bona fide, true Stanley Cup contending defense. And those are some of the things that he has to figure out apart and aside from the core four. And he said, it's not about four players, not about two, not about one. It's about the 23 that they're going to have. And, and listen, it's your first day on the job and, and meeting everybody, and you're going to say all those things that 
that make a lot of sense. They're broad strokes, right, Frank? Uh, but when they asked him specifically about the core four, Tree Living was pretty clear in saying, I'm not coming in just to shake things up. I've got to make sure I make the right decisions here. And like my money quotes, you might throw a body on the tarmac and it might look good for a headline, but are you getting any better? Yeah. So if he decides these four, core four players are the way to go, man, you're going to have a tough job filling out the rest of that lineup. But they're such good players. So there's a lot to walk there. Um but I do think, like, especially talking off the bat with Matthews, he did mention a strong relationship with his agent and building that first. And and keep in mind, Tree Living was able to sell himself, like his belief to Huberto and Uyghur in Calgary after they were traded for to extend those contracts. So he has a past precedent of being able to woo the player when he comes into when they come in. You know why? Relationship. Give me it too. Let's hear it. Well. Because the first thing he did after making the trade was gas up the owner's jet and fly to Montreal with Don Maloney and meet face-to-face with Jonathan Huberto and Gave say, this is, this is what my plan is. Yeah, yep. and a nice steak dinner. This is the same type of approach required um, with Austin Matthews to convince him, here's yep. what my outlook is, here's what my thought process is, here's how we can win, let's go do it together. And a big part of that, I think, for Austin Matthews in answering this question, yeah, dollars and cents are going to be important. Make no mistake about that. But it's also what is the plan with the rest of the core four with regards specifically to Mitch Marner? I think you can draw a chart of Austin Matthews' success and production based on playing specifically with Mitch Marner. If that's the case... It's probably going to be in Austin Matthews and the Maple Leafs' best interest to keep those two at the very least together. What say you? Yeah, I agree with you. I, don't, I honestly don't think there should be change there. Um, but I think, I mean, I've always enjoyed interactions with Tree Living. I think players have as well. Um, and it just comes down to that belief, right? It, Matthews has to trust the vision to this team under Brad Tree Living. And I tell you what, I'm jealous though, man. Nobody ever took me out to dinner as a GM. Yeah. I don't know why, Frank. Like, I guess I wasn't very important, right? I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that for you to figure out. Times have, cha- hey, times have changed though, for real, man. Like GMs used to just not talk to players at all, and now it's become so important for them to have that conduit. Like, it really matters what they re- foster for a relationship. It's a lot different. Matthew Kachuk, Brad Tree, living more conversations since he left the Calgary Flames than when he was there in a really positive way. So. Uh, you heard Matthew Kachuk praising Brad Tree Living on the hire right in the middle of the Stanley Cup final. Let's get to icebreakers this week. Let's talk trade targets. Got a new board going up on dailyfaceoff.com momentarily. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And this week's edition of Icebreakers is brought to you by UFC 289, returning to Canada for the first time in almost four years with six Canadians on the card and a headliner that features Nunez versus Aldana. You won't want to miss UFC 289 on pay-per-view June 10th. Frank, we're almost in full off-season mode with just two teams still standing. Is there any one team that is going to dominate the headlines this summer? Yep, that's the Winnipeg Jets. This is the summer of Kevin Chevel Day off. Let's see what he can do to remake the Jets because, Mike, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that all four of the Jets who appear on our latest trade targets board on dailyfaceoff.com, which is going up soon. We'll give you a preview. All four of these guys could be gone. Connor Hellebuck in the two spot, Mark Scheifele at number four, a little bit further down at number seven, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and then way further down the board at number 19 would be Blake Wheeler. So much happening in Winnipeg. All four of those guys can be unrestricted free agents in one year's time. And with regards to Pierre-Luc Dubois specifically, he's, of course, an RFA with just one more year remaining to UFA status. So this is the team to watch. There's no other team quite as fascinating when it comes to the caliber of talent available, specifically re- with regards to Connor Hellebuck, which I know you touched on him earlier uh, this week, talking about his trade value and the significance Uh, for one of the most consistently excellent goaltenders in the NHL. You look at this year that he had, Mike, some would say it was even more impressive than the Vezina season that he had a few years back, back in 2019-20. His numbers are right sort of on par with that. He won't win it this year, but he was damn good. And for a guy that's still only at $6 million and change, almost $6.2 million, man, he'd be the most attractive trade commodity and chip to come out of Winnipeg. He would instantly make a lot of teams better, big time. I'm a big believer in what Connor Hellebuck can do for them and just bring consistency. So we just talked goaltending with Hellebuck, but you also have another goalie in your top 10. Touched on it briefly early on. Who are you talking about here, Frank? That's John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks. And so I reported in the trade target story today that Gibson has let the Ducks know that he's ready for a change of scenery. We could quibble, is it a formal trade request? Is it not? Is it informal? Whatever it is, he's let them know, I'm ready. It's time. And with four seasons left at $6.4 million, that might be difficult. You were just mentioning you don't love his technical game, and he's also coming off of statistically the worst season of his career with the Ducks. What's fascinating about that 899 save percentage, Mike, though, on one of the worst teams in the league, actually the worst team in the league, um, was that 899 was exactly league average this year in terms of save percentage. His numbers, as you can see, his career, uh, 9-12 save percentage, it's incredibly impressive. Someone that hasn't played with a good team in front of him for a number of years now and has dealt with a lot of frustration and 
to the point of the Ducks, a really poor defensive unit in front of him, that he's ready to go. Now, the question is, Mike, the Ducks were asking for a haul this time last year. They wanted a ton for John Gibson. With that commitment remaining, I'm wondering if they're willing to shave that AAV down a little bit closer to $5 million bucks. How many teams would be willing to take a gamble on John Gibson at that point? Four years times $5 million. Sounds like a really reasonable free agent contract for a guy that's still south of 30, but you seem to indicate you don't really like his game. Yeah, I don't at all. I, I haven't seen any updates to John Gibson's game in the last half decade, and there needs to be. Uh, so I would not take that gamble. Even at $5 bucks. it's a complete re reclamation project in my eyes. But he does still have, at least in general manager's eyes, Frank, they all think he still has that game-changing ability. Yeah. So they're hanging on to the past memory of what he's and done. We'll see what happens with that. I was going to say, you know, it's interesting to keep in mind, too, the markets. Like, I, I doubt the Ducks are going to want to move him to a team like L.A., for instance. But they're mm -hmm. in need of a goalie. What about New Jersey? We mentioned the Pittsburgh Penguins and the hometown connection. The Carolina Hurricanes have their guys that are up. Uh and free agents this summer. Like there's a lot of different options out there for some contending teams to maybe add someone like John Gibson. So the goaltending market, the carousel spins every year, Mike, this one with Hellebuck, Gibson, some others out there. It's a pretty juicy year to go out and get a goalie. It is. I'm curious to see how much they'll get on the market if they do trade them. Historically, goalies just don't get a lot, man. So, all right, to wrap this thing up, who's another team that you got your eye on over the next few weeks? Um, another team that I have my eye on over the next few weeks uh, is the LA Kings. Uh, they're a team that um, I, I think they're going to be sneaky aggressive in terms of uh, trying to improve their team. They're hungry to win. They believe they're right in the competitive window to do it. And when you look at their depth chart, it's actually the defense unit that really is of intrigue because they've got far too many right shot defensemen. Uh, you see Sean Dersey here. He's on the left side, but he's actually a right shot guy that I think they'd like to give more ice time to. Um, uh, you can underline it with a Sharpie. You, you can write it in. They are 100% trading a right shot defenseman this summer, whether it's Matt Roy, Sean Walker, uh, go down to their farm team. Uh, someone will be on the move at some point to try and create some space and better balance and better round out this decor. And Gavrikov, of course, is a pending unrestricted free agent. He's inside the top 10 of our latest free agent board. Someone that I think the Kings have engaged in preliminary talks with. There were some rumblings like three, four weeks ago that they may have been getting close on a deal. I think that's cooled off a lot of late. So the Kings, sneaky aggressive. They think they can be among the very class of the West next season. Oh, there we go. Big old Billy guarantee on it that they're going to move a right shot defenseman. I agree with you, Frank. Great job as always. Remember, this week's edition of Icebreakers is brought to you by UFC 289. Return into Canada. First time in four years, folks. Six Canadians on the card. You got Nunes versus Aldana. That's on pay-per-view June 10th, UFC 289. That'll do it for this week's Icebreakers. All right, Mike, time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Thanks for watching along on the YouTube stream. If you got a question, hashtag AskDFO. And my question for you, Mike, is what is the market for Patrick Kane? They announced on 
Thursday that he was having hip resurfacing surgery, a really significant surgery that Carl Hagelin, Nick Backstrom, and some others have undergone in recent years, have never really made it out the same on the other side of it. Projected timeline to return is somewhere between four and six months. That's after the start of next season. Could be as late as December. When you think about how this will all play out for Patrick Kane, Mike, would you, if you're Kane, would you wait until the start of the season or wait as long as you can and determine who's off to a good start and then make your decision, which teams look really good? Or do you think some teams will be interested in trying to nab him on July 1? Man, if I'm a GM, I'm not touching Patrick Kane until I see he's healthy again. Did he? I mean, if you I watch Nicholas Backstrom. Too. Yeah, if you watch Nicholas Backstrom last year, he just wasn't the same player. Like, I don't care how much technology's progressed. This is a big-time surgery, and you got to wait if, if I'm a GM. I'm not going to gamble on this unless you can somehow bargain barrel Patrick Kane and say, hey, we'll give you a million bucks and hope you're good. You know what I mean? That's it, a no-risk some... type of scenario. That's what I mean. It would have to be an absolute layup. But maybe he signs for that anyway, though, because by the time December rolls around, most teams have already spent their cap. Well, that's why you got to ask those questions as a GM, right? And and I think Kane's going to have to make the choice on where he wants to go, which is kind of – it's nice because the ball's probably in his court if you can get that type of deal for him. Quick uh, inbox question from our YouTube stream. Uh, Can Connor Hellebuck end up in Pittsburgh? That comes from Cedric. With that cap situation, maybe, you know, if they moved on from Smith and found somebody even cheaper. So I mean, Jari is is slated to end up somewhere in the fours, right? Like I think they're going to spend four to six on a goalie regardless. So, yeah, I could see a world where Hellebuck ends up in Pittsburgh, uh, but I wouldn't see him there past this year, especially with the money they have tied up. Yeah, but if you think about the mandate that we were just talking about with the Pens – yeah, the acquisition cost might be expensive on Hellebuck, but if you really do want to give this core an opportunity to contend, wouldn't he be the perfect fit? Are you prepared to spend $8.5 million on him? No, I'm not talking later. I'm saying just give him a just this one year, chase the cup, yeah. trade for him, and, and go after it with this core and Hellebuck. I'd be willing to do that for sure. Like I say, it's it's. I wonder about the after effect of it, if you could keep him around. But this next year... Yeah, I'd yeah, make I that play if you have the assets. Knowing what's coming, I don't think you want to keep him around. My thing is, do you have enough goods, meaning non-futures, to send to Winnipeg to entice them? I don't know that that's the case. Thanks to Cedric for the question. That brings us to Tyler Remchuk and our daily face-off Batano daily bet segment. Yeah, I am uh, nice and heavily invested in this Stanley Cup final after doing nothing but betting on series props for the last few days. Uh, game one goes tomorrow, and I got one more. I'm just I'm putting my money where my mouth is. The DFO predictions are up on our site right now from all of our staff, and I got the Panthers winning in seven. I know a bunch of people in the YouTube chat were dropping their takes as well. Five to one on the Panthers to win this series in exactly seven. I think it's a good spot. Sometimes I like to wait till after game one because – you know, game one's usually a coin flip. You go, hey, the team I like, if they lose game one, I'm going to get way better value on them. But I think the Panthers could very easily stun the Vegas Golden Knights on home ice in game one. So I'm locking in my Panthers 4-3 series win bet at 5-1 to one on Batano. And also, Frank, I'm just looking. You can get this series to be tied after four games at plus 150 on Batano. And I actually think that's a really interesting spot as well. I think this is going to be a very close, hard-fought series. And Bet on this thing to be 2-2 after four games. That's not a stretch at all. And at a plus 150 payout, 
I really like those odds over on Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. So 2-2 would mean that there's a guarantee of a game six. Tyler, I just think back to last round, both conference finals. I was thinking they were both going to go super deep, and they almost both ended in a sweep, which is kind of amazing. No way that happens again, though, right? We need a game five. We need a game five. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks to we Tyler do. for our Botano Daily <laughs> Bet segment. Rusty, bring the NHL to Utah, Optimus. He says in our uh, in our YouTube chat, I'm not sure Hellebuck is going to get traded right away. Almost feels like the Jets are going to hang on to him and see if they can get a haul for him at the trade deadline. Mike, trading for goalies at the deadline never really works out, does it? It doesn't really work great, and you don't get a whole lot for value on it either. And Utah's just a weird place, man. I don't know about Utah. Be alone. Come on, Rusty. Thanks for thanks for throwing. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that, Russell. That, that, that brings us to uh, garbage time. Uh, what's caught your attention? What's caught your eye? Well, yesterday the NHL and NHLPA, um, I don't know if they announced it here, but they've at least agreed to allow players to work with team coaches within – confined setting here they have to request through the nhlpa to be able to work with a team coach in the off season now if you remember the vancouver canucks they were fined 50 g's for this earlier because they had the sedin twins on the ice with a couple of their players you can't do that in the off season um i like this move though because this is important for goalies a lot of goalies there's a special relationship with their goalie coach or their nhl team they like working with them they'd like to be able to work with them in the summer and they haven't previously so i think that this is an avenue for that to happen not quite the same as the sedines being on the ice with a bunch of vancouver players can but it be a slippery slope i don't know all of a sudden teams slides are, creating, are a lot of fun teams are creating an expectation that you need to keep working with this guy all summer and that just we saw that yeah, we saw that all the time in college. They tell you to stick around, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, goes wink to a blind bat type stuff. And I hated that in college. But I think that because you have to go through the PA to ask for this, it's a trial balloon, man. We'll yeah. see how it goes. I so. like that they're at least considering it. I just think of how regulated things are in the NFL with OTAs. That's really kind of the way this should be. If you want to go down that path and you want a little bit more, you got to put limitations in place so that players don't feel like they're being squeezed all the time. Mike, uh, great job on Garbage Time. Great job on today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Fun show. We'll be back Monday, 12 noon Eastern. You know where to find us. Plenty to talk about over the weekend with Game 1 of the Stanley Cup on Saturday night. Have a great weekend, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first, and you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.